right, everybody, welcome to Separation Nation. We are here shooting, all in the Christmas spirit. At the time that we're shooting this, getting ready to. It's cold. Cold feels like Christmas. It's rainy outside. That's as close to snow as we get in South Georgia. And it's one of them days you want to be cuddled up at the house, snuggling and watching Netflix. But John Tanner, we in here working. Always working. Always working. Listen, if you haven't subscribed yet to Separation Nation podcast, please do so. It helps moves us, move us up in the ratings. And also be sure to also subscribe to Agents Resource Group YouTube. And that way you can be notified when new content is uploaded. And also continue to share it on social media. So many of you are beginning to do that and helping us get the word out when you're finding value in certain podcasts and things that stand out to you. Man, we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting us in this venture that we have launched to help support you and business people and non-business people and aspiring entrepreneurs and even some of you entrepreneurs. This is all for you. And we hope that it's bringing something that's helping you propel forward in your life and in your business. So today we're going to be talking about overcoming the opinions of others. Yeah, and, and let me add to what Justin was saying there on that too. Um, we really appreciate all the shout outs on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We had several this week. It it's we've done probably ten or twelve of these. I don't know how many we've released, but we're releasing um, at least one a week. Last week we released uh, two. So thank you for listening. But also, <clears throat> we created this called it Separation Nation, and, and the ti- that title Separation Nation came to us basically because we wanted to talk about the things that separate. There's key separators that separate super successful people from people that's not quite made it. And so we've all heard a saying, success leaves clues. Well, we're looking for those clues, and we're talking about those clues. What is it that successful people do? What are the routines that they have? What is the mindset that they have? What are they able to do that that maybe others aren't able to do? And and we've spent many, many years trying to – kind of solve that and, and look at these clues. And that's what we're talking about. And one thing that today, um, <clears throat> or let me say this before I go into that. If you guys have a topic that you'd like for us to discuss, if there's something that, that maybe you struggle with or something you'd like more information on or just, just anything that you think would help you get to the next level in your business or in your life, then uh, send us a message, contact us, comment on something, because um, we're always looking. Or a guest you'd like us. We're, we're lining our guest schedule for 2020. So Absolutely. So, you know, one thing, and I was talking to you, Justin, uh, about this, um, I guess, yesterday, overcoming the opinions of others. And I think this is a huge separator. Um, and, and let me start this by saying, I'm going to make this statement, and I believe it to be true. It's my opinion, at least. I believe everybody cares to a certain extent what other people think of them, to a certain extent. And I think it's healthy. I think it's fine. You know, nobody wants to go through life just being an asshole saying, I don't really care what people think. You do. Deep down, you do. We live in a life, uh, we live in a world where followers is important to people, especially on social media. Uh, likes, people put pictures up just to get likes. If they're not getting enough likes, they'll take pictures down. I think we've kind of went overboard with all with all of that. But all of us deep down care to a certain extent what other people think about us or what other people think about our opinions or our ideas. And I think that's healthy. 
Uh, you're not going to have a good relationship if you go into your marriage and you, you say, I don't care what my wife thinks about me. This is what I'm going to do. There's got to be some sort of give and take, some sort of balance. But what I want to talk about is when the opinions of others begin to stun our growth, when the opinions of others begin to rob us of who we are and who we were created to be, and when we take those opinions of others so seriously that it affects our day-to-day life. Well, I mean, I can honestly say, just speaking from my personal opinion of the matter, I mean, I, if I had to rank or rate myself, I'd say that I'm probably, you know, I'm I'm obviously concerned. I mean, anybody should be. If you get up and fix your hair and try to dress and look nice, I mean, that's because you care, not just, I mean, some of it's personal hygiene, but some of it is you just, you care how you look, you care how people perceive you. So I would say about 75% of me is, is always, you know, has that in the back of my mind. And I would like to be as liked by people as much as possible, you know? And I think, like you said, I mean, that's just natural. Who wants to be disliked or hated or, but you know, the, the issue comes when you, when you overvalue what other people think of you, it's because you're looking for someone else to fill your cup a lot of the time. So you're looking for their opinion, what they think, how they view you, you're looking to get some gratification from that. And nine out of 10 times, I mean, that's your concern for that is a projection of your own internal, internal fears about yourself. Well, and, 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 and insecurities, you know, yeah. we, we put up a gym self esteem, insecurities. Uh, absolutely. We put up a gym selfie, not necessarily because we think we look good or we look fit, but we want someone to tell us we look good or we look fit. Sometimes, sometimes, hey, I look good today. I feel myself. And, and I'm a firm believer it's okay to feel yourself every once in a while because if you don't, <laughs> feel yourself. <laughs> Okay, okay. You know that's, what I mean. You know what I mean. That's kind of like... Feel, the, feel yourself like have a feeling where I feel good I, about that, myself. Well, hold me, on. That, that's kind of like the grandma on Dr. Doolittle. Oh, Y'all man. remember the Eddie Murphy movie, Dr. Oh, Doolittle? <laughs> and old granny, if you got to go watch the table oh. scene, we're going to get back serious in a minute, but if you watch the table scene of the grandma, it'll just say anything. And and uh, and then she's got the old man, the, grand, the granddaddy sitting down there, and he says... Hell, sometimes I even makes loves to myself. <laughs> but that wasn't the kind of feel yourself oh. John Tanner was talking about, y'all. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's, we need – I'll take it back here. If you don't have confidence in who you are, have some kind of confidence in, 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 in who you are, how you look, how you are. Um, then you will, this is going to be a, a bigger and bigger obstacle for you. Um, and when we get back to feeling ourselves or feeling good about ourselves, um, that self-confidence helps with this because you got to know who you are. And, and when I say you got to know who you are, nobody knows who they are at age 18 or 19. That's when we're coming into our own. That's when we're learning more and more about ourselves. But I spent a lot of years of my life basically robbing myself of of the person that God created me to be or the person that I was trying to grow into because I listened to everybody around me. And listen, people will always tell us who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to look, what we're supposed to do. And if we don't have that voice inside of ourselves that is confident or at least growing in confidence to the level that we're like, hey, 
I'll take that advice. I'll take all of that. But deep down, I know the journey that I'm on and I know where I'm trying to get to. And so your opinions, yes, I'll listen to your opinions. I'll take your opinions seriously, but I'm not going to mold my life based on your opinions. You know? Well, you've got, you got two basic fundamental reasons that are the, at the core that in my opinion are 100% responsible for keeping everybody out of their version of success, whatever that looks like for them. One is, and we've talked about this before on the goals podcast. If you hadn't listened to that one, go back and check it out on goals and achievement. Episode two, maybe. Yeah. One or or two. two. Yeah, it was one or two, but two reasons. Number one is, and this is the biggie is people don't feel like they deserve it deep down. Mm -hmm. They have a fundamental disdain for themselves or for their life. They don't believe that they're worth it. They don't believe that they deserve it. And the second biggest thing is, is worried about other people's opinion and what are they going to think? And primarily what will they think if I fail, if I step out? Because most of the world still don't understand the concept of when you take massive action, you're going to have some massive failures. But if you keep going, eventually the massive action on the times that you succeed I mean, when you hit, you'll hit big. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it'll greatly overshadow the failures, but you have to take the failures along with the successes. But when you program your, your, your mind and yourself, first off, you have to step out and take the action to be able to have a victory. But then when you begin to program your own mind with your victories, and that's what I do now. So like if I, as far as in helping building my self-esteem and in, help, in helping to build my self-confidence, which helps me overcome, and I'll break that down a little more in a minute, but it helps me overcome people's opinion of me right. because I'm confident in myself and, and what I'm able to, to do and accomplish because I'm filling my own cup, and I'm able to do that when I go back and I look at, okay, well, I went through something similar in you know 2010 or I went through something similar in 2014, and I've experienced this and experienced that, and I may have failed here, but I overcome here, I succeeded here. And when you begin to program your own mind with your past successes and how you overcame and what you've done and the fact that, hey, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still kicking. I'm still breathing. It wasn't what I thought used to would have killed me. You know, uh, today I've grown so much as a person that I don't even feel it. You know, there's that meme out there. It's a graphic of a wolf, and it, it says, you know, there's one wolf with, with one arrow in him, and he's laying down about to die, and there's another wolf with 50 arrows in him. And the whole thing, it says, you know, what used to kill me, uh, you know, now don't even affect me anymore. So you grow as a person, and that comes from achievement. And achievement is the source of all real fulfillment in life. And when you step out and you begin to achieve, contrary to people's opinions, then it it, it creates a mentality that's strong enough that you begin to value those opinions of others less and less. Well, it's like you said, to deal with failure. And and we we've said this many times, many different ways, but it's, it holds such truth to it, but failure is is not something that may happen. If you're going to be successful, failure is something that's going to happen. It's not um, it's non-negotiable. You cannot have true success without many times failing first. And there, you know, the opinions of others. A lot of times, we hold those opinions that other people have about us way more. Um, important than they hold their own opinions about us. If we would realize that people don't care as much as we think they care, 
Um, and at the end of the day, we're so worried that we're going to fail and not necessarily let down, but we're so worried we're going to be embarrassed by our failures to, uh, by other people. And, you know, people aren't looking as hard as we think they are most of the time. You know, a lot of times people's giving me advice, bad advice. And I seen something somebody shared yesterday on Instagram. I think it was Ed Milet that said one of the biggest mistakes that you could ever make is listening to the wrong people. And I, I know times in my life I've listened to people and I went back to those people and I said, man, I listened to that. And, you know, I wish I hadn't listened to what you said. And like, I don't even remember saying it. I don't even remember telling you that, you know. So, and, and advice is good. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And I agree with that. But at the end of the day, if you know your journey, you know your goals, you know where you're headed. And I think that's a big part of it. If you don't know where you're headed and you don't have goals, you don't have a vision for your life, you'll listen to anybody because you're looking for vision. Don't let anybody give you your vision. Maybe get opinions from them. Maybe get direction. But your vision is your vision, uh, and it's for you to have, and it's for you to create. Most people are too busy. If you you want to highlight something in this podcast, so to speak, mentally, here's one for you that will hopefully set a lot of you folks free. That think everybody's always worried about you or you're, or you're worried about the potential fact that they may be worried about you. Here's the deal, okay? Most people are too busy thinking about what you're thinking about them to even think about you. That's true. That, that is the, that I'm, I'm telling you right now, take that one to the bank, cash that sucker twice. Because that, that is the truth. They're too busy sitting there analyzing their own self because, again, it's an internal projection about their own fears. You're projecting your own fears, your insecurities, how you view yourself. You're projecting that onto the individual and then trying to see yourself through the eyes of that individual. And all that's based off speculation. It's nonproductive. Uh, all it does is cause worry, strife, and stress in your life. And I think and a lot of people deal with this when they're younger because they hadn't lived enough life yet. You go through life and you catch some stones and bang your head against the wall and get beat the hell out of enough and go through some life and some real stuff and some situations. I remember being younger in my early 20s and looking at things like, oh, God, if I ever went through a divorce. <laughs> oh, God, if I ever went through a bankruptcy. You know, oh, God, if I ever had a public humiliation because something happened and some news got out on me. Well, let me tell you something now, 37 years of age, having been <laughs> been through, put myself out there enough to have been through more than a lot of 50 and 60-year-olds probably have because I've done, you can check all them off my list. I used to look at stuff like that like it would have been a death sentence to my life, like I needed to die somewhere. And what you understand is, is you move on. There's going to be some people that dislike you or judge you. But most people's too busy worried about their own crap and their own problems and their own chaos and all their own stuff in life. And life goes on, you know, and you keep on going forward and you keep pressing forward. And most people ain't concerned. Most people still going to slap you on the back and say, life's life. You know why? There's no normal life. You just move on with it. To quote Tombstone again, like I like to do all the time. And people just, because people's got their own problems, man, and you just press on and you move together. But most people aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves, their internal projecting. And, you know, it's just, uh, you got to be able to, at some point, begin to learn and say, listen, I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in what I can do. 
you know, life's life. We're going to all go through some stuff. None of us is getting out of, uh, out of this thing unscathed. If I fail, I fail. But if I fail, I'm going to get back up again because failure is not final and it's not fatal unless you give up and you continue to move forward and press forward and you go win a new victory. The best way to get over an old defeat is to go win a new victory. I tell our agents the best way to get over a rough experience sitting with a client where you didn't close something and it was horrible and they cussed you out, maybe and kicked you out of their house because they're just assholes or whatever the reason is. The best way to get over that old uh, defeat is a new victory. The best way to get over that non-sale and that cussing out and mouth lynching you just got you know. is to go get, is to go close another deal and get another sale and you, and you move on. If you get bucked off the horse, and you know, my pop's a cowboy and – from Texas out west and all that, and we used to work cows, and he would take and put us on little steers and tighten the thing up behind their back legs to to make them butt, and he'd put us on them steers, and we'd ride steers, and we rode little bigger ones and little bigger ones until finally I said I was too scared and said that's enough, but if you got bucked off, he made you get back on. If your horse bucked you off, he made you get back on, and and that's the thing in life. You, you can't let fear dominate you, and people's opinions has become a source of fear for so many folks, and it creates a blockade that keeps people from moving into their true self and their true potential. Another thing, too, on fear, and I, I, I really believe this, that a lot of times the opinions of others, um, that I mean, you take your parents, you know, there's nobody on the earth that loves us more than our, our parents and our spouses, but, you know, your parents aren't always right. They don't always have the best advice, you know, um, you got to be very careful here, and this might offend some, but why would you ask your parents for business advice if they've never been in business? Right. Um, why would you ask them for their opinions? And w- in which we all know that most of the time you don't have to ask your parents for opinions because they're going to they're going to volunteer them. Um, but you got to give people grace in this area because here's the thing: parents want to protect us from failure. Our own brains try to protect us from failure. That's why, you know, a lot of times in, in life we have to, you know, not necessarily listen to the, the logic that, that our mind would give us because people close to us and even ourselves try to protect us from failure. And a lot of times the opinions of others, it's not that they're being harsh or not that they're being hateful. It's not even that they don't think that we can succeed at what we say we want to do. It's that it's human nature for the people that love you to try to shield you and protect you from failure. And so you got to be very careful from this because protect trying to protect yourself from failure will keep you in a mediocre state the rest of your life. Being embracing failure, failing fast and failing often is the quickest way to succeed. And if, you know, if if your parents say, "Listen, you need to get a get a regular job. You know, you need benefits. You need a retirement. You need all of these things. Just play it safe." You know, and, and and for some people, I believe that's your life. You know, that's I don't believe everybody out there was created to be business people or entrepreneurs. Not everybody's built for this life. Uh, but if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you are built for that life. You know it deep down inside of you. There's something that wants more, something that cries out for more. And you know there's something bigger and better for you. And you're not going to get that on a nine to five. You're not going to get that with a regular job. You don't want to live necessarily the white picket fence life. You want to be more, do more, and have more. And if that's you, you're going to have these opinions of others that'll tell you, why are you always doing, you know, trying to 
to be Mr. Big Shot or why are you always trying? Why can't you just settle in life? Why can't you just get a regular job? Why can't you just do this or do that? And those opinions aren't always out of hate. Sometimes they're out of love, but you've just got to give people grace and realize that their opinions, right or wrong, are sometimes to protect you. That doesn't mean you follow that advice. doesn't mean you listen. If you know who you are, and you got that deep down inside of you, and you're confident in who you are, you can take those opinions, you can smile, but you can carry on uh, with your journey. Well, you can honor the opinion without following it. There you go. Because mo- most people are subject to only what what their experiences are and what they've lived. I mean, I remember at a certain point here a couple of years ago, we was when the company first started growing, I had a family member say, well, how many, how many agents y'all got now? And at the time, I think it was 25, 26, something like that. And I told them, and, I mean, it just blew their mind. And they said, oh, when's enough going to be enough, son? You know, and that's it. And I didn't get offended by it. Is it small thinking? Yes. But again, that, I mean, for, for that particular family member and individual, that was big stuff for them and beyond anything they had ever done. And so it don't mean you get upset. You just got to understand that's not your reality. And, you know, in, in, in spending your life, you know, you mentioned that earlier, you spent so many years and I did the same thing. And, you know, for those of you who listen to the podcast, it's no secret. I mean, John and I both have a ministry background, uh, you know, highly involved in what we would call traditional church and, and actually ordained into ministry for a number of years. I don't know if them papers are still legit on either one of us, but they're hanging on a wall somewhere. And, uh, you know, it was, I made a conscious decision at, you know, back about 2010 that I just, there were certain things, even with my own life, I was just not, because when you grow up, I'm a preacher's kid. You grew up, I mean, you was kind of, you kind of considered like the first family of the church, so to speak. And you're under all this scrutiny and all the, everybody else's parents is always judging you. And man, I could tell you story after story being pulled to the side by people I barely knew and getting in trouble because I listened to it. They, you know, they found out I had a country music tapes, cassette tape back then, you know, just ridiculous mess. But that old Garth Brooks. Yeah. And you're right. Send to hell. straight to hell. <laughs> uh, and so, so anyhow, growing up under that kind of scrutiny, and there's a lot of pressure with it, to be honest with you. And there's a reason people say preacher's kids are the worst ones. It's amazing that, you know, any of them survived the deal at all. But uh, just a ton of pressure. And so when you grow up under that pressure and scrutiny and people's opinions, I remember coming home. My parents got a new vehicle. We drive the old one for a month, you know, to church instead of driving the new one because they was worried what people might say that the preacher, you know, because we're supposed to be poor if you're a preacher. And, and, and so what people would say because the pastor had a new vehicle, you know, or it was just – it was all this kind of stuff all the time. If you if coming up, you know, was worried about what people thought if they seen us leaving the movie theater because God knows we could have been in there watching the Disney one or we could have been watching the X-rated one. So coming up under that, I developed a disdain and finally by about the age of 28, 29, had had me enough. And it's just there's so many people living, and I, I, I say that and I talk about that just to help some of you folks. Uh, not necessarily from a religious standpoint, but from a life standpoint to understand that, man, you got to stop worrying about you. You need to fill your cup. You need to take care of you. There's a reason they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself or you try to help anybody else if the plane starts having issues. Okay. But you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to fill yourself and you need to do what fulfills you. Okay. What's productive, not necessarily what always makes you happy because what, what would make me happy today would have been sit down and watch Netflix 
you know, with my wife by the Christmas tree with a fire roaring, but that ain't productive. But productivity leads to true happiness, and so that's why I'm up here working today. And so understanding that you need to fill your own cup, that achievement is the source of all fulfillment, you know, and you gotta you gotta understand what you more worried about your reputation or your character. Your character is who you know you are. Mm. Your reputation is what people say you are. Well, I can tell you what I'll tell you this about Justin Young. Depending on who you ask, there's probably dozens, if not hundreds, of reputations about me. I mean, we lead a pretty public life and business and all and put ourselves out there and you know, we, I, we've got people that work for me now that t- work with us up here in the company. And some of them have said, you know, I used to, couldn't stand you, thought you was a cocky SOB. And, you know, and, and it, it just took me long enough. Yeah. <laughs> John's raising his hand for those of you that aren't watching the video. But, you know, yeah, I had all these preconceived notions because, you, you you know, you flashy and you this and that on social media. And But once I got to know you, man, you actually love people. You got a heart for people. And, and, and people working for me now that used to be my quote-unquote haters, if you want to call it that, but reputation is what people say about you. I'm not so much worried about my reputation because that's something I can't control. I can't control what people think about me. Some people are going to hate me. Some people are going to love me. But guess what? Both weeks, Justin going to get paid because Justin worries about himself first. Well, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. The people that spend the most time worried about what other people are going to say or think about them never do anything in life because they're so afraid. You know, failure, and, and, and get back on failure, we talk about that a lot because it's so essential, but failure in other people's eyes could ne- does not necessarily mean failure. You know, you could be a success in life and a failure in other people's eyes. And there's certain people in this world, it don't matter what you do, they're not going to like you. No. Bottom line, they're, they're going to figure you know, they're going to find a way not to like you no matter what. But what I found in life is a lot of times the people that don't like themselves don't like anybody. That's correct. And deep down, they don't have a high opinion of themselves, so they try to find something wrong with everybody else because they're always comparing themselves to other people. So if there's somebody that has achieved more or somebody that's been more successful in an area than they have or somebody that has it together more than they do in a certain area, they got to find some kind of flaw or some reason to hate or some reason to dislike to make themselves mm-hmm. feel better about Pe- themselves. People will either get on when, – because when you succeed and you achieve at anything, it highlights people's mediocrity. And who, you, who you'll see highlighted the most is people that a lot of times have ran in your circle that want to be where you're at, but have not been willing to put in the work and do what you had to do to get there. They won't listen to you. They're assholes. They're always asking for help, but they don't do what you tell them to do, and they don't do the work. And it highlights those people. And then people can't stand to be highlighted in that manner because it highlights their mediocrity. And people have, a, they have, a, they have two choices when that comes up. They either get on your level or they choose to get offended. They got two choices. They either step. They have to rise up because it requires more out of them. It spurs them on. It, it you know, it motivates them. Even if it, you know, I told you the other day, you was telling me about something else, somebody else's numbers in business. And I said, well, that just pisses me off because I'm ready to get there. Not that I hate them, but you damn, you damn sure better believe I'm not going to sit there and get offended by it. I'm going to choose to get inspired by it because it's how. I choose to interpret. Again, life don't happen to you. Life happens for you. And if you view life that way, you'll begin to succeed more and more. But people need to understand this. And you you got to step back and check your expectations of other people's opinion of you. Does it really matter? 
Does does your what does your expectation of that particular individual that you're so worried about does it even matter? Is it going to affect how you eat, sleep, live, breathe, drive? Does it matter? Because there's going to be things about you that's going to piss people off. But let me tell you something. I've finally decided by the age of 37, I'm going to be authentic. I love Jesus, but I'm going to cuss a little too. And if that bothers you, you might need to turn the podcast off. Okay. And that's about as far as explanation as, as I'm going to get into that, you know, and that's, you can take that any way you want it. But if you round off your rough edges in life, every time somebody poses an issue with you, eventually you're going to lose your edge. And I've just determined that I'm better with my edge. I get more done. I'm sharper with my edge. I cut through barriers better with my edge. And I get the, I cut through those barriers to be able to reach and to help people. So it's the person that you're so wor- worried about. Do they even matter? I'm I'm highly concerned with my inner circle, my family, and I'm I got a small inner circle. Got lots of acquaintances and small inner circle, and that's that's just the way the world works. If you're gonna be doing have anything, but you know, and and I'm not afraid to eliminate people out of that inner circle too. Those people was in it for years that I probably shouldn't have let there that ain't there no more. They've been cut and they're gonna stay cut, you know, because it's counterproductive. But you you need to step back and really evaluate. I'm concerned about my quote-unquote reputation as much as I can be. But even the Bible tells you, be, be weary when all men speak well of you. Because if you're not doing big things, if you're doing big things, you're going to piss some people off. You're going to aggravate some folks. But, but if you're being authentic and being true to yourself, who cares if they get pissed off? I'll say this, and I'll let you talk a minute. But I, well, there was a situation here. You and I was on actually on a trip out of the country, you know, back earlier this year. And there was a particular individual, for the sake of the the, the podcast here, there was a particular individual that was highly disrespecting my wife uh, over a situation via, via text. I mean, talking to her like, you know, I shouldn't even talk to her. Okay, and uh, and I got on the phone with that guy. And and I basically explained to him what was and wasn't going to happen, how he was and wasn't going to talk, and I leave all the colorful language out, but I made sure he had a clear understanding. But all he, all that guy kept saying that day was, "Man, I can't believe you're talking to me like this. I had so much respect for you. I had so much. Man, I respected you. I respect you." And I said, "Well, apparently you didn't, because if you respected me, you, you wouldn't have been talking to my wife out, boy." But he was saying that like that should have mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And what he didn't understand is. He don't matter to me because that don't affect the way I sleep, drive, eat. And I can I can see him and smile and shake his hand and be respectful and move right on. But I'm a strong enough person. It don't matter. But now he won't never do that again. And so the bottom line is this. You got you you got to quit letting people in life run you around, disrespect you. I'm not talking about going around and being a bully or being an asshole. But I'm saying, I mean, it's, you just got to understand what what matters and what doesn't. Is the relationship something that's building and can congruently helping you move forward in life? Is it positive? Is it bringing, you know, you need to look at your life and everything that's not bringing you true happiness, joy, wealth, that's not actually helping you grow, you need to cut it off. And and that's what people need to do with a lot of relationships too. And this bondage that you've got yourself under, worried about these people around you that literally don't matter, probably won't be at your funeral and surely are not bringing any value to your life. All they're doing is creating drag on your destiny, and you need to learn to audit your circle 
And if it's not bringing positivity, do an audit of your life today. I challenge you. Stop. Make a list of everybody that's around you and everybody that's not serving you and serving your, and by serving you, I don't mean like serving you like you're your waiter, but everybody that's not bringing value to your life in one way, shape, form, fashion, or another, cut their ass off. Well, there's just certain people that, that when you get around them, you, you either feel better about yourself or worse about yourself. And, or not necessarily about yourself. You just feel better in general or worse in general, you know. And and, and I, a long time ago, decided there's certain people, I'm going to love them from a distance. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to be, you know, mean or angry or rude to them. I'm going to love them from a distance. And I'm not necessarily going to avoid them. But I'm not going to put myself in close parameters to them to the point to where their negative energy can affect my energy or their negative mindset can affect my mindset or their negative words can affect me because we're all affected by others' opinions. We're all affected by other people's words. We're all affected by other people's energies. You know, we've had people that worked in the in, in our companies that worked for us that we knew, and we've said it before, they don't fit the culture that we have here. They're always negative. They always bring the meeting down. They always do this or that. And when they leave, whether they're forced to go or they go on their own accord, it's always better. It's a pruning. It's a pruning. Our numbers grow. Our culture gets better. I mean, some people, and let me tell you this, a negative person will find a problem Always. for every solution. Right, right. And and so, you know, and, and I guess we can sum all this up and we'll, we'll kind of bring this to an end. If you got a high opinion of yourself and everybody, there's some, listen, God created each of us unique and special in our own way. You may have, you know, you may not be built perfectly, physically per- perfect, you may not talk perfectly, but there's something great about you. There's something unique about each and every one of us. We got to find that uniqueness. We got to find what we're good at. And we got to learn to be to have a high opinion of ourselves. We got to know what we're good at, and not necessarily we, we need to know what we're not good at, and find people and things and that can help us with those. But but find where you shine. Have a high opinion of yourself, and if you'll do that, the opinions of others will not matter near as much. 